Bertha Charuma on SAFM. Jet Set Breakfast, it is, and our first conversation. So we're talking about wildlife, wildlife uh, conservation and environmental preservation have a common goal to preserve the environment, number one, on which humanity depends for its survival. Millions of women and men worldwide work as as much as they can uh, to depend on it uh, because they have to, to help rehabilitate our planet and help it thrive in the face of myriad threats that our way of life poses. We've just come up with this whole concept of building everywhere and not respect, respecting, you know, nature per se in terms of, for instance, waterways, people build along banks of the rivers and we don't understand or realize the impact of all that and also disturbing the wildlife and disturbing being just greenery that's supposed to be generally there. But joining me online, Lauren Tisdale is um, about to talk about uh, Green Pop. Good good morning and a warm welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you are the co-founder and managing director of Green Pop. What exactly is your main focus here? So at Green Pop, we started off as a tree planting organization focusing on planting trees in urban areas. But that was 13 years ago. We've grown into more general ecosystem restoration. So we still do lots of tree planting, but in forest or previously forested areas around South Africa and Southern Africa. And then in the cities, in urban areas, we plant biodiversity, fanbos and water-wise gardens at schools. And we have a family food gardening program. So it's quite diverse work at the moment, but all based on... Yeah, greening and environmental awareness. And what prompted the idea of of a green pop? So it was in 2010. My husband, Misha, had just traveled around the world um, filming a documentary for Volkswagen. And as a kind of a joke in the plane, the, the team decided they would calculate what their carbon footprint was. And um, it was... It was a lot, and it was probably an inaccurate calculation in hindsight. But um, them and their team thought that, that for their trip that they had done, they needed to tra- to plant about 661 trees. And then we had a dinner party, and there were a group of 10 friends, and we thought, well, we've all got an environmental footprint. We all travel and shop and live in cities and all sorts of things. So let's round that number up to 1,000 and let's try to plant 1,000 trees as a group of 10 friends in one month. And that was Arbor Month 2010 and the rest is history. And what, what is the importance, though, of, of, of greenery? Because I do know that, you know, we, it, it affects the weather patterns and everything else that we're going through because then, the way, you know, nature per se um, is supposed to be preserved the way it was intended. And with us disturbing it, it may cause a little bit of a havocness. But really, honestly, in, in terms of understanding the importance of planting trees, how would you motivate someone to, to, to get that idea and to really take it seriously? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I think um, obviously we need to develop and build our cities and live in, in the way that we live because we are a developing nation and you know our culture and our, the way we live these days is the way it is. But at the same time, perhaps it's gone too far and we are now not 
considering the, the nature that was there before we are clearing spaces to build roads and, and whatever we're building. So I would say we need to find a balance. It's all about balance in life. And the motivate. I mean, to plant a tree today is to have that shade and that beauty and that fruit or that oxygen in 20 years' time. It's one of the most selfless acts you can do. And um, trees give us so much. It's, it's almost like I can list a few things. But if you've got trees and greenery around your house, it's natural air conditioning, Cities with lots of trees are way cooler scientifically than cities without trees that are just concrete jungles. Obviously, fruit trees give us fruit. They give us um, so much shade. And schools that don't have, we've planted lots of trees at schools, and sometimes you walk into a school with no trees, and the children are just sort of hanging out in the dark corridors trying to get shade. And the beauty and the peace of mind that trees and greenery gives children at schools is so incredibly important just to be in green natural space is very good for the psyche and the and the mind as well mm. so the list the list is endless but i would say um yeah do it for whatever reason suits you but look up all the, the reasons for planting trees and and find which one speaks to you and where is your biggest uh, footprint in terms of encouraging schools to do, you know, to plant vegetables and all that that you're talking about? We, our biggest footprint is the Western Cape or Cape Town, specifically for urban greening. We um, work with 10 schools per year and we plant um, water-wise gardens. So those are a mixture of the natural fenbos, um and some trees. And then we also have a family food garden program, which is also in Cape Town at the moment. It's just starting where families in um, areas where they don't have much land get food pods, little box, food boxes where they can learn to grow food and then hopefully expand that out. So our biggest footprint at the moment for that work is Cape Town. And then our reforestation work is all around the country. Mm. And in terms of garden, do, is the intention to then maybe teach the communities to be commercially viable or this is for self-consumption? Um, in terms of the food gardens, yeah, there's part, part of the course, the Family Food Garden Program allows is a course, a, a, a year-long course. Um, part of it is about selling the produce. So we hope to be able to teach people to um, grow enough so that they can share or sell um, but obviously it starts first with just home consumption. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a very good initiative because, like, if you look at the way uh, vegetables are so expensive, I mean, a head of cabbage, cabbage, which used to be two rand during my days, is now, what, in the region of about 20-something, if you find it cheap, it's like 17 rand, which is, yeah. which is, which is quite, quite expensive. And where, crazy. where can we find more information? So more information is on our website, www.greenpop.org. And um, people can yeah, find out if you're in Cape Town, you can get involved with us. We also have a big tree planting festival in the Overberg region every year on the Easter weekend. And then people can also just donate from wherever they are in the world and we'll plant trees on your behalf. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. And let's hope we all embrace uh, thinking green and doing the right thing. Thank you so much. Have a great we, uh, holiday. Was it a holiday? Yes, a long weekend. Let me call it a long weekend ahead.
That's Lauren Teasdale, co-founder and the managing director of Green Pop that we've been talking to.